Hello and welcome to Equity Monday for November 9th, 2020. Hope you have some coffee. There is a lot to get through. It is a busy and active morning. Now, some of this you already know, but here is what is driving the news this morning. Over the weekend, major domestic media companies predicted that Joe Biden will be the next American president. I know, I know, you know. The stock market, however, seems to approve of a Biden administration and a possibly belligerent divided Congress. The bet here is that taxes won't really change much with government not being in one set of hands. For technology itself, a Biden presidency may have some benefits, including a, you know, more favorable net neutrality perspective. We'll see. My parent company might not be stoked about that one, but uh, what can you do? And this morning, news that a vaccine managed to put a 90% effective rate on the board and could start rolling out in the millions of doses by the end of this year upended the entire stock market. More about that in just a moment. But before we dive into the weekend, do make sure that you are following the show at Equity Pod on Twitter and uh, myself, where I go by at Alex if you would like. And with that, let's begin. All right, now turning to the weekend, anyone betting that a Biden presidency would lead to a stock market swoon or sell-off or collapse that just weren't right, at least not yet. The stock market does not appear to be too concerned that a moderate Democrat is heading to the White House. It's too soon to know if Biden's party will be able to win the final two Senate seats later on in January and therefore take over Congress, but investors are kind of betting that they won't. And thus, gridlock will reign in Washington and little will change for American companies the very same firms that got a tax cut the other year. Now, you may not agree with that. I'm not saying it's what's going to happen. I'm saying it's what investors are betting on. That and the vaccine news this morning have dramatically changed the overall stock market and which companies are in favor and which companies are not. This, in turn, will impact the startup market itself. Here's a couple of examples about that, kind of how I'm thinking about it this morning. Now, things are still changing, so roll with me, but here's a general picture of some stuff that could happen. Today, remote work-focused software company Zoom is actually down sharply, which could pretend poorly for the valuations of startups that are competing for the same worker market. Workout at home company Peloton is also down sharply, which could portend poorly for the valuations of workout tech firms that have seen a boom in venture activity this year on the back of the pandemic closing many gyms and, of course, shares of Peloton rising sharply during the summer. And shares of Amazon are down a little bit, Shopify, big commerce kind of flat. So e-commerce isn't really getting beat up that badly. Perhaps e-commerce really isn't in that much trouble. But if public investors are saying that Zoom is now worth a lot less and Peloton is worth a lot less, they're effectively reclassifying and revaluing a lot of startups out there that have already raised money on the back of those companies being worth more. That's interesting. There's lots of movement in the market today. Expect lots of change. This is just a taste of it. And I know it's cliche, but if you do read TechCrunch.com later today, there will be more. We will be working through this all day, writing as fast as we can. It is an active day, a day of change. Funding rounds. Uh, Two funding rounds for your delectation this morning. The first is a huge round out of China, which is a sentence I have not said in in a minute, it feels like. Anyways, eSign, an electronic signature startup, has raised $151 million dollars according to tech in asia missed this one as last week closed want to make sure that we all know about it the company is backed by ant group of course ant is now infamous slash famous slash well-known for having its ipo canceled effectively by the chinese government last week though in this case it was shenzhen capital and evergrande's high-tech investing arm that put the money to work e-sign of course raised 100 million dollars last year putting them north of a quarter billion in two years Shares of American e-signature company DocuSign are down this morning following that anti-trade from the pandemic, but the company is still worth $40 billion just to put kind of into perspective how big the e-signature market really is. So the investors behind e-sign 
are not making a crazy bet. They're just betting that it's the next DocuSign for the Chinese market. Okay. And our second round is a $32 million investment for Cellwise. What does it do? Well, according to TechCrunch, it has, quote, built a platform to automate and optimize data for carriers to run 5G networks within multi-vendor environments, which to me sounds like a lot of noise, except for the fact that I know that 5G and data are big things. So Cellwise must be doing something very important. The deal is a Series C that was co-led by Intel Capital, Qualcomm Ventures, and Verizon Ventures. Obviously, Verizon Ventures is part of Verizon. Verizon owns Verizon Media Group. VMG owns TechCrunch, and TechCrunch owns me. So there's your disclosure. According to our own Ingrid London, Cellwise positions its Chime platform, that's C-H-I-M-E in all caps, which works as an all-in-one tool that covers configuring new 5G networks, optimizing and monitoring data on them, and providing APIs to third-party developers to integrate with them as a bridge to letting carriers operate in a more open shop approach that is afforded by the move to 5G. All in all, that sounds pretty cool. Now for our, our deeper dive slash riff this morning, I just want to say like it's, it's too soon to really know what today's vaccine news will mean for the stock market, for the economy, for startups, for you and for I. But after a very long time in which things looked kind of bleak on the COVID front, it's pretty good news. And investors are really, really excited about it. And for a couple of firms in particular, it seems to be kind of a great day. For Airbnb, for example, the news could not have come at a better time. The American home sharing startup is expected to publish its public IPO filing early this week. Now, when it does so, it's going to be doing so right after investors begin to pile back into what are kind of post-pandemic companies. Expect to see the S1 shortly because Airbnb just got a huge shot in the arm and must be jumping in the air, pumping its fist. For a host of smaller startups, the ground really did just shift. Now questions will arise like, what happens in a year when offices are all back? What percent of software spend can be shed? Who will be the most hit? Will none of that happen? How bullish are investors really on this digital transformation? Even growth concerns are enough to drag down valuations and multiples in public stocks, which will hit startups that are looking to raise more and fresh capital. And if valuations dip, it could slow the currently bonkers cadence that we keep hearing about in the startup market, in which investors have no time to even do diligence. They're just writing checks. Perhaps that will slow. And the impacts could be broad. I mean, fintech, just to pick an example, has enjoyed a number of trends this year that boosted its results and investor appetite, right? A savings and investing boom, for example, has bolstered neobanks like Chime and wealth management startups like Robinhood all year. And to be clear, they grew like hell and raised oceans of capital while they were super hot. But will that tailwind persist in a post-pandemic world? And if not, when does that slowdown begin? And payment startups also got a nice secular boost from a suddenly more digital economy. Will that persist in the next year or will the pace of change slow as people go back to doing things in person and perhaps even, God forbid, in cash? Will the digital transformation that identity-focused companies keep going? Will it keep accelerating? Will Ping Identity and Okta still have this lovely kind of push from behind and on and on and on and on? What has been true since March could now possibly be nearly untrue if investors are looking far enough into the future. Now, the vaccine is not here. It is not distributed. It is not taken. And it will take a long time for it to get out in enough numbers to really make the world safe again. But perhaps we are at the beginning of the end, the first page of a new chapter that could change the arc of the COVID-19 plot towards denouement. That's what investors are betting this morning, at least. All right, that was Equity Monday for November 9th, 2020. Please make sure to wear a mask and take care of yourself and your fellow human if you can. We have a long way to go and we're just heading into winter. All right, stay safe. We're back Thursday. Bye.